generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Yeah. Down in Tribeca, right next to the narrow, but I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra, and since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. Yeah, they love me everywhere. I used to cop in Harlem, all of my Dominicanos right there up on Broadway. Pull me back to that McDonald's, took it to my stash spot, 560 State Street. Catch me in the kitchen like a Simmons whipping pastry, cruising down A Street, off white Lexus, driving. Welcome in, you are listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz 30 and 30. I search Mind on Spotify to get a little tune to start us off today because we're in a day number 18 and we're going to talk about mindset and money. Let's just let Jay-Z and... uh, Alicia Keys sing it to us quickly there, talking about New York. Now... When I went to America, one thing that I noticed is, shit, that is a big country. And it just surprised me how big, I guess. I kind of knew it was big. But people, I think, that are in bigger areas perhaps think bigger. And that is perhaps one of the parts of travel that is very, very good, is it encourages you to think differently Now, if we continue to think the way we've always thought, we can become a little bit narrow-minded or one-paced in our thinking, and we don't sort of understand what else could be done. I think it's very important to analyse your thoughts, as I spoke about in yesterday's podcast, around the way we are thinking about things. And this is... Probably something that I've touched on throughout a number of these podcasts, but it is the mindset you have towards money. And for me too, because these things stay with us for a long time. So I think it's worth almost sitting down individually and with yourself and even with your partner, for instance, and figure out where did your mindset come to around money? What do you think money does for you? How do you think being rich would make you feel? Who would you become as a person? You'll remember at the very early stages of Money Mail, if you've listened to the podcast from the start or you have read one of the uh, very initial Money Mails, it was called Rich Assholes. And the reason I worded it like that is because in that I said that if you're a broke asshole or a rich asshole, you're still an asshole. And I think money really magnifies the person that 
we are. That means that we will do more of the things that we would ordinarily do the more money we get. If you're a giving person, you're probably going to give more. If you're an arsehole, you're probably going to be a bigger arsehole. Money, we give it value. We decide what meaning we give it. We basically exchange our value or our time in order to get money and then that determines how much value we give it and by what we go and do with it. So it's a means of exchange and it's a form of energy realistically. So we decide the value that we put on it and what we're willing to do for it, if we're willing to fight for it or scrap for it or do overtime for it or get completely upside down upset if someone takes $100 from us, it's because we're the one putting the value on that money. For money, it's probably just a piece of paper or a coin and it has no idea what humans have done with it. Now, your mindset and money, I assume, is probably a lot of it comes from how you've been nurtured and what environment you've been around money. One of the early money mails I did too was about thinking about people who are close to you who might be completely different with money than you. And I think it's good to go and speak to those people and find out what their mindset around money is and ask them those same types of questions. What do you think of rich people? What do you think of poor people? What do you think you'd be like if you were rich? What is rich? What's a lot of money? And ask some of those questions of different people so that you can get a different perspective of money because we all think about money differently. Now yesterday, someone on LinkedIn had a great question around success and sabotaging their own success and how they had seen this happening for other people. And I thought it was a very interesting post that they had. But I'll read a little bit of it to you and then I'll say about how uh, I responded and I responded on the fly, didn't even really sort of think about it but people have then started messaging me asking about what I was saying or, oh my God, I can completely relate to this. Now, this person was saying, why do a lot of businesses fail just when they start doing well? There are plenty of reasons, but one I don't hear talked about enough is unconscious guilt. A lot of people have an unconscious fear of success. When they experience success, they unconsciously feel unworthy and guilty, which leads to self-sabotage. They give some examples, and then they talk about some examples from themselves. And I noticed this, as you start to get more money, you almost find ways, like I say, we'll all find ways to get rid of it. And one of the things that I've had to do is to change the way that I've thought about myself in the future. Now, if I continued on the path that I was on in my 20s, then what good would a millionaire version of Luke be? Because he'd probably just be rinsing the whole lot down at the pub as we spoke about, wouldn't he? What I needed to do is figure out what my mindset was, what I needed it to become, and start to become that person. So this person asked on this post, if you've had any experience of this, let me know in the comments. I would love to hear what others have been through. And I said, I had uh, these, so in my opinion, this is why people start to fail just when they start doing well, when you finally start saving some money, or when you've finally built up your emergency fund, you've got some savings there, and all of a sudden, six months later, it's all gone, and you think, how the fuck did I undo all of that good work? Now, I sort of got explained to me that it's like a thermostat 
that you're trying to stay at a, a, a level and when you go too far away from that level, your life tries to bring you back to that level that you're, that's comfortable, that's normal, that you understand. For instance, if you've only ever had $10,000 cash, for instance, just using figures, if you've had 10 grand, that's the most you've ever saved, then that's perhaps the number that you're going to work to. You start getting towards 12, 15, and you're going, oh, something's not right here, and you might start bringing yourself back. You have an emergency. You decide to spend a whole heap of money that you never would have spent. You buy one of those things that you can finally afford that you think, ah, why not? And you sort of hover around that figure. And this happens for a lot of people, but I don't think they can see it happening. And when I was learning about it, I thought, wow, I, I can see this. this. This took me a decade to figure out and realise. That was part of why I set that massive goal to try and stack 100 grand, because I thought, well, the most amount of cash that I've kind of sat on and had access to was probably around that 10K figure. And I thought, fuck, you know what? I'm going to 10X it and I'm going to go, can I? Can I get to 100 grand? And then just blow my old thermostat to bits. So what I said back to this person on LinkedIn, is I said, they haven't set themselves up to be successful mentally, i.e. I train myself to learn what millionaires do with money as it is very different to what the 50 grand per annum loop does with money. When I got taught to start learning to act like the person I was becoming, my understanding of everything completely changed. And this person said, mate, this is the truth. One of the hardest things is unwriting the money behaviours we have. Growing up with not a lot of money around, I actually didn't learn how to spend and earn the right way until I was into my middle of my 20s. In saying that, mum and dad taught me how to work bloody hard, hard without complaining. I've always figured stacking work ethic, ethic and wealth creation is the key. Now, he mentioned somebody else and said they talk about, a lot about becoming the person you want to become before you try to do this thing. So one thing that I try to do, and this is something that I learned about this concept and I thought, well, I've never heard anyone talking about this. This sounds like some arrogant asshole type stuff. And that was my old sort of perception of these things. And then I thought, well, just come on, Luke, have an open mind. And I started practicing it. And then it started to happen. And I thought, wow, I wonder what my life would be like if I started this sooner. And it is the basically the concept of starting to see yourself as the person you're going to become. Now, it might not be financial. It might be that you want to be a really caring parent. You want to be a really caring father, mother. You want to be an awesome family member. And you've got to start to see yourself as that person so that you can start to try and act out the ways that that person would act. To take it back to financial, for instance, I knew that eventually if I carry on down this business path, I was going to do quite well. And I expected myself to do well. And with doing well would come money. So I wanted to start before that happened, start thinking, okay, well then what am I going to do with that money? Now I need to start building a plan so that when it happens, I'm not going, shit, you know, I didn't actually have a plan for this. I, th- I just got here by mistake. I might just sp- sp- uh, spend it all and gr- get rid of it so that I end up back down to 10 grand. So a guy messaged me today, and he said, he basically quoted back my comment on LinkedIn and said, you've got me here, bro. I'm absolutely in the spot. I cracked a significant wage milestone recently, and my head's still in the grad role wages of 10 years ago. Any tips for starting to explore this? This is the first message I saw in the morning and I replied to this person and didn't even think about it completely, but here's a few notes that I gave them in response. I said, this is, the first thing is just awareness. So here's a few tactics. See yourself differently and figure out who you want this person to be and how they will act. Revisit it all the time. I even recorded affirmations on my phone and listened to them weekly. This is not a joke. 
This is literally what I do. Sometimes my life's going shit, it's not working, and I flick my affirmations back on, and I listen to them and think, oh yeah, that's right, and they get me going again. Used to listen to them daily, now I kind of rewire them into me every week. Now as an example, I am great with large sums of money and know exactly what to do with them. Because that's the person that I'm becoming, and that's the person I'm going to need to be, because I'm going to have large sums of money. Now if I just stayed as the old version of Luke that's going... Like, I've got no idea what to do with money. I've never had large sums of money. I'll probably just fucking blow it. What do you think is going to happen when I have large sums of money? And no one really talks about this. I don't know why. I picked up some of this stuff from American commentators, for instance. That's why I had uh, that song on at the start where it's like, maybe they think bigger. They've got so many people there, and the numbers that they talk about are just blowing New Zealand's waters, uh, numbers out of the water, and they always make me think, wow, these guys are just on a different planet than some of the people that I study and the things that they're doing. So what I was doing is I was picking out things that I knew I was poor at, but I knew I was going to need to be good at if I carried on the right path and figure out, okay, what are some things that I need to start to teach myself? Again, going back to one of the earlier pods, it was, okay, stop the poor me. It's about whatever happens to you, Luke, you're going to be able to find a way through. And that's why I always say to you, you're resilient. Humans are massively resilient because we are. And that's actually the truth. And that's data. We're all still here and we're all progressing. And we live to fight another day and we still have a thousand problems, but we just continue to go on and on and on. And it just happens. But we want to learn and think, oh, like, oh, it's all too hard. But really, we're actually incredibly capable of continuing. So why not rather think about, okay, whatever problem comes up for me, I'm going to find a solution. And I know that the faster I take action on that, the less anxiety I'm going to have. And off I go. So I'm starting to train myself to become the person that I know I'm destined to be. My next tip was, or tactic was, identify areas of your life that let you down or where you unwind all your good work and try to avoid them or go into them knowing that it's a danger zone and have barriers in place. As another example, I used to punt a lot during the, the middle of the week. It might just be a bit of fun for me and... I noticed, I'm like, well, I can't keep doing this because it's a massive waste of my time. I get distracted and it might not go my way and I might take it emotionally or I might get frustrated and I'm like, why did I put that bet on? I shouldn't have done that. Or it might have been, you know, drinking when I didn't expect to drink or having a shitty meal when I didn't expect to. And I noticed that to stop feeling like this, I had to basically start to say no to some of these things and go, you know what? It's not the decision to do it that's the problem. It's the second, third, and fourth order consequences that I often talk about that it leads to. Oh, now I'm frustrated that I could have been working for the um, last hour. Or why did I check my shares balance? And now I see it's gone backwards and it's distracted me and I've now fired off a message to somebody else. So identify areas of life that let you down or where you unwind all of your good work. You might be real positive and you go home, flick the news on, and why the fuck did I turn this on? Now I feel yuck. Now I feel negative. And can you see things in your life that are actually unwinding the good that you're doing? There might even be like locations you go to or websites that you go to or people you go and see. Remove some of those and remove the danger zones and don't go into the danger zones. Or when you go into the danger zones, be aware that you're going into them. Next tactic was put friction between you and bad choices, i.e. I still send money to my sister to hold on to as I can't touch it. And that's something that I've told you guys about. Another one, look at what successful people are doing, not what people around you are doing. Perhaps you've outgrown them. That's what I come up with uh, straight away. That's all that come to my head. I hope this is some help to you. So I fired this off to this bloke and I haven't heard back, but 
that was my thinking. Now, just on that very last one, for instance, we can often outgrow the people that we hang out with because usually we'll gravitate towards people that are much like ourselves and that's just what we do as humans. But you might go on a different path and you might become somebody that you didn't used to be, but your friendship circle might not be on the same buzz as you. So all of a sudden you become a pro skateboarder. Well, all of your mates might hate skateboarding. Is that going to be a good group of people to hang around that are going to help you become the next Tony Hawk or whatever? Probably not. So analyse the people that you're spending time with too and figure out, do you need to speak about skateboarding to them? Probably not if they're not interested. Don't try to get people to light your fires that actually just want to pour water on it. You want to find people to have around you that want to pour petrol on the fire that you're trying to create. Otherwise, you're going to be fighting all the time with people going, why are you doing that? Or why do you think you need to do that? Oh, skateboarding shit. Like, oh, that hobby was 10 years ago. That's obviously just an example I've just pulled from my head. But what is it that you're doing? And do you have people around you that are encouraging you to do it? Often we're very keen to encourage people to continue to do bad habits and do dumb shit. But if people are trying to do something great, then we want to stop them. Because again, they're playing with their thermostat where they're going, oh, if old mate gets really good at skateboarding, he might he might show me up that I'm not good at anything. So I might say to him, no, nah, you don't need to go to skateboard training. Don't worry about that. Don't go and do that. You don't need to do that. Oh, you know, fuck it. Just come to the pub instead. And that's them trying to ensure that they can control their thermostat and how you're making them feel. But really, that's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to figure out what it is that you want to be doing and how you want to be feeling. That's a little bit around mindset and money and sort of goes off on a bit of a tangent for you there. But I do think that if you need, if you, if, I think you need to dig back into where some of your teachings and lessons and mindset around money come from and figure out if they're going to be fit for purpose going forward. As an example from some of my growing up type podcasts, I think there was uh, day one, you know, there was no aircon in the car. There was, okay, turn all the switches off at the wall, turn all the lights off, um, you know, all of those types of things. You don't, you don't want to have the aircon on because you're going to use too much petrol and that's expensive. And, and you carry those things with you for a long time, but when do they become a hindrance for you and when do they become miserable and when do you outgrow some of those things and what mindset do you need to almost reinstall into you so that you run on a different level and... We see this now with technology where it upgrades all the time. You've still got the same hardware, your phone's still the same, but Apple say, oh, hey, we did an update overnight, and all of a sudden it's faster, it looks different, it performs better, and it helps you be a better person or a more efficient person. We're just the same. We're still kind of the same block, but then we need to ensure that what we're putting in, in, inside of ourselves and installing in, our, in ourselves is what we're running our uh, our world on effectively. So that's everything that you're inputting into your body is going to lead to what comes out. And we all learned that through Nutrigrain effectively. They were trying to teach us right at the start, you only get in what you put out. And if you continue to put garbage into yourself or I hate the rich or fucking tax the rich and all rich people are assholes and stuff, are you, are you going to want to earn any more money? I highly doubt it. One of my goals in the 22 financial year or once I quit my job was to try and pay more tax than what my total income was. And in the 2022 financial year, I'll do that. And you'll read about that in a money mail where my tax bill is bigger than what my entire salary was from when I quit my job. 
Now, some people say, what a fucking stupid job. Like, oh, you should hate tax, and I hate paying tax and all these things. But, you know, again, that who, who taught that mindset that that's a goodie? For me, I'm like, it's just, it, it is what it is. You've got to, yep, everybody likes to try and save tax where they can, but wouldn't it be better to focus on what else you could be doing, how you can be contributing, how you could be donating some cash, how you could be giving some of your time back, rather than thinking about, oh, fuck, there's no point and you're just going to get taxed for it and it's a waste of time and all of this sort of stuff. Again, I think a lot of that stuff goes back to the thing that people don't really think about what it is that they want from their life uh, or what's bringing them fulfilment. So then they just grasp on to other people's sayings about, oh, all rich people are assholes or there's no point doing overtime because you'll get taxed more and you'd be better just spending that time at home and all these things. It's like, have you even thought about that? Or has someone just installed that into your lid and that's now how you think? So question all of the things that you think about money and, and go and learn from other people. I'm always reaching out to successful people and even people that are completely the opposite. You know, Most of the time I hang around with people who are successful. So I start to get in a bit of a bubble, don't I? But when I... You know, I gave a guy um, who's asking for money outside the petrol station not long after COVID. And I said, mate, I'm going to give you a $100 note, but I just want to know. And he was just like, oh, thank you so much. And I was like, mate, stop, stop, stop. Yeah, I'm like, I know that's awesome. How did you get here? And I'm like, what are you going to do with this? And what, what's going on for you? Because I was genuinely interested in what was happening for them and where, what, what brought them to be asking for money outside a petrol station. My gut feeling told me, that it's probably just going to go take the 100 bucks and do no, do who knows what with it or do whatever they wanted to do with it. I was like, go and sleep somewhere nice and figure out how you're going to tackle the rest of the week. Because they just asked for $20. And I'm like, so now I've given you five times that. So Because I said, what are you going to do with the money? And they said, oh, I'm, I'm going to get myself some shelter for the night. And I said, what does that cost? Like, oh, it's about 14 bucks to go to this hostel or something. And I, and I took them a 100 bucks note. So I asked them all the questions, then I gave them the money. But I said, look, you know, I've just gone five times beyond what you were asking. So go and use this and actually install something different. Go and sleep there and then figure out how you're going to play out the next four days. Because, you know, they're on a completely different journey to me, obviously, but you can learn from everybody that pops up in front of you. And when we're kids, we get told, you know, don't talk to strangers. And so that gets drilled into us. But realistically, strangers have all we need. And People, other people have all of the answers. So, of course, it's probably more around don't get into cars with strangers and, you know, take candy off them and all that sort of shit that you get told as a kid. But if you hold on to that for too long, you realise, fuck, that was actually, I installed the wrong software. I have to talk to strangers because my boss is a stranger or my new girlfriend's a stranger at some stage. So it's not actually real. That's just a saying and people misinterpret things. So think about the sayings that you have about money and figure out, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, for instance. Um... What, what does that mean to you? Because it'll mean something different to everybody. Because from where I'm standing, well, it does look like money grows on trees because the government is just fucking printing it all around the world going, Here, here's some more of it, and we'll just make some. And the banks are certainly like, oh, you can't afford that house, that's all right, here's a massive loan. So it kind of does grow on trees in some ways, but we're all taught that it's not. And you can say, oh, you, you know, you're taking that out of context, but we all take these things and then we interpret them differently. So how can you think differently? How can you think bigger? And how can you reinstall some stuff that's actually going to help you? I'm about to run out of space on this memory disc. I could probably go on and on about money and mindset, but it's been so important for me to tidy up some of my rough edges around money and really start to think about the person who I was going to become and what they're going to have 
and then whether I can start to think, uh, start to be that person now. So saving money, saving 40%, for instance, implementing tactics so that I don't wake up in 10 years and I go, wow, blowing the lot or I've got all this flash shit that I never intended on, uh, on having. So I'm trying to constantly build a plan and actually stay ahead of the person that I'm coming, but do the actions that they're going to be doing so that I can practice it and before I get there, I'm already going to have embedded into me. Hopefully that makes sense. Maybe go back and listen to this one again. I guess it's starting to get a little bit next level, but these are some of the things that I've had to work through. Hope you enjoyed it.